Oh, welcome to the one and only Mindful Moments of Mars. It's not the one and only. This is episode... What episode is this? I think this is episode 105. Um, So there are many episodes of Mindful Moments of Mars and hopefully many more to come. Uh, The smash hit success, which just goes on and on, as critics might be calling it. If they are calling it that, they haven't told me but I look forward to hearing them reveal their thoughts to me when they get around to doing that. Presumably they are writing rave reviews in private and eventually will publish them. It'll be a kind of a Vivian Mayer situation. All the critics are in the world producing huge, uh, very detailed theses all about Mindfulness and Mars. And we'll only discover them later. And then we'll realize how how great their their criticism was. Now, it may not all be positive. Sometimes they may say, episode 98, mm, it wasn't for me. That's the kind of insight they might be including in their, in their reviews. Or episode 42, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't as good as episode 17. I presume this is... Mostly they'll just be listing numbers. Um, Let's get back to the story. Tower of Helium is captured and uh, her captor has questionably, I'm not sure if it's good guardsmanship, has detached his head from his body just to show how his body is completely helpless. Um, Strange demonstration to make to someone who you've captured. Do you see this thing? And he extended what appeared to be a bundle of tentacles from the posterior part of his head. There is an aperture just back of the Rykor's mouth and directly over the upper end of his spinal column. Into this aperture, I insert my tentacles and seize the spinal cord. Immediately, I control every muscle of the Rykor's body. It becomes my own, just as you direct the movement of the muscles of your body. I feel what the Rykor would feel if he had a head and brain. If he is hurt, I would suffer if I remained connected with him. But the instant one of them is injured or becomes sick, we desert it for another, as we would suffer the pains of their physical injuries. Similarly, do we enjoy the physical pleasures of the Rikors. When your body becomes fatigued, you are comparatively useless. It is sick, you are sick. If it is killed, you die. You are the slave of a mass of stupid flesh and bone and blood. There is nothing more wonderful about your carcass than there is about the carcass of a banth. It is only your brain that makes you superior to the banth. But your brain is bound by the limitations of your body. I may stop talking just for a moment because this is not, I was not expecting to speak for so long in my normal voice. Just give me a second. (laughs) Okay. I can continue. Not so ours. With us, brain is everything. 90% of our volume is brain. 
we have only the simplest of vital organs, and they are very small, for they do not have to assist in the support of a complicated system of nerves, muscles, flesh, and bone. We have no lungs, for we do not require air. Far below the level to which we can take the rikors is a vast network of burrows where the real life of the Caldene is lived. There, the air-breathing rikor would perish as you would perish. There, we have stored vast quantities of food in hermetically sealed chambers. It will last forever. Far beneath the surface is water that will continue to flow for countless ages after the surface water is exhausted. We are preparing for the time we know must come, the time when the last vestige of the Barsoomian atmosphere is spent, when the waters and the food are gone. For this purpose were we created, that there may not, excuse me, I misspoke, that there might not perish from the planet nature's divinest creation, the perfect brain. (sighs) 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 I'm all right, I'm all right, I got through that. But what purpose can you serve when that time comes? asked the girl. You do not understand. I'm back. I'm talking again. Are you ready for another long speech? Here I go, he said. (laughs) It is too big for you to grasp, but I will try to explain it. Maybe maybe now's a good time to take a break. Gek is a great guy. I've got a lot of time for Gek, but Gek's voice, um, he, he doesn't have lungs. He admitted it himself. I have lungs. It takes an effort to do to do this voice. I don't know how he's doing it. Um, but suffice to say, let's let's take a moment. Let's think about what he said so far. So his are people who exist only for this cataclysmic future when the atmosphere of their world has been depleted and they want to live. They just want to sustain themselves in in sterile caverns beneath the surface. They don't have any appreciation for the present. They live only for the future. They're very not mindful. That's what I'm thinking about, the, about these perfect brains. They plan. They only plan. Um, and they do not experience the day-to-day experiences of being, of having a, an experience. I think there's not many ways I could have expressed that better. It's a very profound thought. And I think that's the thought that we can swish around our brain like so much pink mouthwash as we take a breath.